round about 600 BC, which is about 100, maybe about 140 years, maybe 150 years after Isaiah had brought the Lord's word, the Greek Aesop told his fables. And in one of them, he spoke about a fox. It was a hot summer's day, and a fox was strolling through an orchard until he came to a bunch of grapes hanging high over a branch. Just the thing to quench my thirst, thought the fox. And he stood back a few paces. And then he took a run. And he jumped. But he missed the branch. Turning round again with a one, two, three. He leapt up. And he missed the grapes. No success. And again, he tried after the tempting morsel. Could he get those tasty grapes that would quench his thirst and give him that refreshment, that sweet, juicy taste? But he missed. It didn't matter how often he tried, he always missed. And in the end, he gave up. And he walked away sticking his nose in the air, saying, Anyway, I'm sure they were sour. Unripe grapes often are sour. And perhaps the fox was right in his assumption. But then again, maybe they were ripe. Maybe they were sweet and succulent, but out of his grasp. This is the story that we get that phrase, sour grapes, from. An unachievable goal that we pretend that we didn't want anyway. Our passage from Isaiah is not God taking the huff. And it's not him thinking that the grapes might be sweet but can't get them. The grapes truly are sour. They're not good fruit in the vineyard. It's not the case that the gardener was poorly skilled. Or had failed to tend his crop. We hear about everything that was possible being done that these grapes could grow. That there could be lovely yummy fruit. Fruit that was ripe for the taking. You know, it's not as if there were thorns or stony bits or rocky bits like we might remember from the parable of the sower that Jesus tells. Now, all those things that prevent the good crop have been taken care of. 
There's even a tower built to keep watch from, ensuring no trespassers or thieves have got to come in. No fox can steal the grapes, nor cattle trample them. No one can put them underfoot until they are picked and taken to the wine press that has also been prepared. The soil is good soil, rich, fertile. And the gardener asks, What else could I have done? What else could he have done? Sure, among you there's a number, in fact, that have green fingers. We might be left thinking it's the climate. That's the only thing that's maybe not quite in our control. But the passage goes on to suggest that there has been rain, which will be stopped in the future. And there would certainly have been sunshine in the land of Israel and Judah. Now, it's not that sort of climate that's the issue. Although climate is, of course, important for grapes. It's the other sort of climate. The climate that has caused the wild, sour grapes to come in Isaiah's prophetic parable is the mess of society that Israel and Judah have actually made for themselves. All was done for them, but they chose not to bear fruit. Just as we might look on and view with open mouths last night's events in the House of Commons, the mess that is Boris and his chums, it not need have been so. In Isaiah's day, the people have gone from those who should have justice to being people who bring bloodshed. Those who should be of righteousness to a people who are ignoring cries of distress. People who should think of others to people who think of themselves. God had provided everything that the vineyard of Israel needed. But the vineyard rejected him by failing to produce good fruit. God declares that the nation he cares for so deeply shall no longer be kept the same way. It will receive its right judgment. That judgment is not being burnt in the fire of hell. But here is simply separation from God, the gardener. He says, I will leave you. And what happens naturally will happen to you. The Israelites cannot simply pay lip service to their God and then live their life as they would so wish. They have to be his people. 
They have to reflect his love for all humanity, his love for all creation. Likewise, too, as people who have chosen to follow God. We cannot simply be people who sing hymns or songs. People who simply say words of prayer. Even if that's a daily occurrence in our lives. Spending that daily quiet time maybe with the Bible. It has to be how we actually live our life. Having that sense of love and justice that God has. Producing fruit that tastes good. Righteousness at the forefront of our life. God has provided. The people have sinned by not reflecting that love and that provision. And so they will face a judgment. Will the same be true for us? I hope and pray the answer is no. That we may bear fruit and that it may be fruit that shall last.